Hey guys, it's just a fight. Hey, what's going on, guys? Here at the Swamp, get ready to beat LSU. Y'all tune in to the Rule Number One podcast on Monday. And we're back, episode nine, man. We have a cool guest star tonight, partner. I'll let you introduce him off the rip. He's your guy, man. He's your guy. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, one of my good buddies, uh, lifelong buddies. Uh, this is Jake Fox. He. Uh, Jake and I went to high school together, played high school ball, um, and he got the opportunity in 2021, and he was drafted by the Cleveland Guardians in the third round. So, welcome in, Jake. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. It's awesome to be here. It's awesome to have you here, man. You know, a guy kind of like of your statue, we look at it like you're, you know, you were one of our guys that we kind of said off rip, like we need to get him on. He'll be a good, you know, he'll be a good fit for what we're trying to do here. He'll be a good interview. And, you know, lo and behold, you're here. And hopefully you're an inspiration, you know, for future guests that are thinking about coming on, you know, to come have a good time with me and Nate. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Jake, uh, just talking about the guy's character, the guy's all-around great guy and one hell of a baseball player, too. Yeah, so. he is, <laughs> Yeah, he is. Getting into that. Third round, you said? Third round, yep. Pick number ninety five. Nice man. Yeah. That's 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 so payout. Yeah, yeah. It was it was cool. It was a it was a good day with the family. The draft day was was awesome. I'm sure. Did you you throw a nice little draft party? Uh no. I just had a family family friends, and then uh, my girlfriend was over. Um, but yeah, we were just watching the draft and got my name called, and it was it was surreal. It was cool. I bet your heart dropped too. You're like, holy cow, that that's my name on national television, dude. I was so stressed out, and then it happened, and I was like, this is such a relief. So, did you go uh, just about where you thought you were gonna go in the draft? Yeah, um, I was pretty sure I was gonna be second, third round pick, and second round went by, and then it was getting towards the end of the third, and I was like, oh, if I'm gonna go, it's gonna be now. And Guardians called and said, you know, I got we got this much, and I was like, let's do it. You know, I keep on hearing that. That that name, that name, man, like yeah. the Guardians, like you know, in my eyes, it'll never be like they they'll always be the the Cleveland Indians in my eyes, just because of you know I've been a big fan of the major league movies. I'm sure right, right, y'all, yeah, you guys have yeah. seen it and whatnot. It's just I don't know, it's just not the same to me. But I kind of like the the new logo. I guess it looks good. They they made it look traditional. Yeah, if you give it, a, you know, another 10 years, you'll kind of forget about it. I Hopefully guess. it'll grow on me. <laughs> yeah, it was different. I mean, when they, I was like right when I got to Arizona, our complex, they were like, yeah, we're changing our name. Because when I got drafted, we were the Indians, and I wore the last Indians jersey and got my name on it, so I got that in my room. But, oh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that's going to be worth a lot of money one day, man. We'll Maybe. See. Well, I hope yeah. so. Well, yeah. even so, no. just like saying like, dude, this is like one of the last Indians jerseys made right i know for a fact because that's my name on the back yeah. and they gave it to me yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yeah, right. that's pretty cool yeah, yeah. it's cool whenever uh when i saw jake got drafted you know obviously immediately i'm gonna text one of my good buddies like hey congrats whatever and then uh i think it was dude i think it was like a week or two after they switched and then i uh i texted jake and i was like so how do you feel about the Guardians? Yeah. He goes, ah, you know, I uh, can't really complain right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody was texting me about that. They're like, bro, the Guardians? Like, what is that? And I was like, dude, I have no idea. Well, I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of say-so in the matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it's awesome. You know, we had a professional baseball player on the first episode. He was a Frontier League guy, so independent ball. You are our first, you know, Major League Baseball affiliated guest. And... That's awesome. You know, we scratched that one off the list early, man. Yeah. I'm really proud of us so far. 
Um, you know, a lot of people keep asking us about the podcast. Hey, what's it about? What's it about? A lot of people are asking us about sports, is it about this. No, it's not just about sports. You know, it's not a good example of having Jake on tonight, but <laughs> it is what it is. We want to have fun with our guests and interview them. Um, no matter what their background is, you know, me and Nate don't have any bias. We want to learn people's stories and I'm sure he can back me up. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I was, I was just telling Jake, um, and kind of explaining the whole podcast and the direction that we wanted to go. Um, and you know, what we want to do with this thing is be able to have people on in all different walks of life. Um, you know, one thing that we all can relate to and all can, um, and kind of come together with is we all want to be successful. Um, and so we want to have people on in different walks of life and that are embracing the grind that are going through it or have already, you know, been successful in what they do. Um, and maybe it can reach somebody and help inspire somebody else along their journey. And one of the things we always do, man, it's a marquee. It's a staple. It's the name of the podcast. Jake Fox, what's your number one rule to live by, man? Yeah. Um, so one thing that I'm definitely going to focus on this year, um, obviously my faith is important to me and something that I think uh, just keeps me humble, keeps me, you know, selfless is uh, loving people and loving Jesus and trying to serve both. And um, I think that's something that I need to definitely do a better job at this year. As last year, you know, I kind of got prioritized with baseball, play a ton of games and you kind of, it's super mental and you get kind of caught up in that aspect of it. And it's just, you know, taking a step back, reflecting, and, you know, knowing that this, this game is, you know, it only lasts however long you play. And I could get hurt tomorrow. I could play 15 years in the big leagues, and there's more to life than, you know, just the game of baseball and kind of reflecting on that this year and understanding that I can just, you know, I treat people, I can be a good teammate, and, uh, you know, that, that stuff matters. That's, you know, that's a good way to look at it. Um, on episode five, we had Trey Matthews, who is a – baseball coach at Valpo University up in uh, around outside Chicago, I believe he said. And he told us, you know, when I had to decide whether I wanted to keep playing because due to COVID, my season got short. Um, he had a couple injuries. He was like, you know, I looked at it like this. Baseball has a 100% retirement rate. No matter who you are, you could be the greatest player of all time. You're still going to retire. Like, And you see, you know, you're a young guy. You got drafted last year like two years like this is your second full season like it's it's good to see that you have a good head on your shoulders this young you know you know this isn't my life you know I might be playing this for my job and you know to keep getting better and better but there's bigger and better things to focus on and that's good to see that humility from you know an MLB guy right yeah yeah it's it's definitely something that's important and you know it can keep you grounded through a through a long year where it's very easy to prioritize, you know, baseball and things like that because it takes up a ton of your time. But, um, you know, the one thing that's, that's big is when I'm trying to live by that rule this year is not coming across like I'm better than anybody because, you know, I mess up every day. I fall short every day. And, um, yeah, that's one thing. I don't want to come across like I'm better than somebody, but I want people to know that, you know, what I'm striving for, what I'm striving for my life to look like, and I'm not perfect, but – that's what I'm trying, you know, trying to look more like Jesus every day, and that's what's important. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I feel like, because I'm in a faith too, and I feel like a lot of times um, whenever we kind of get caught up in, you know, my life's going good, you know, I mean, right now you got everything going for you. I mean, you got drafted, you're you're playing very well, um, 
and then all of a sudden you get caught up and it's, you know, I'm doing good and everything's good. And if you're not focused on the Lord, a lot of times the Lord will r- grab your right back and be like, well, you know, I kind of took this for granted. Like, right. let's take a step back and remember, you know, who put you in this area of life. So Exactly. I think it was Riley last episode that he firmly, he doesn't believe in karma, but he firmly believes, you know, God well, sends what goes around comes around. Yeah. You know, uh, but that's, that's pretty cool, man. I'm glad you... And that's a neat perspective to have. I honestly, I, we just met literally what ten minutes before yeah, we yeah. started recording. I was like, yeah. I didn't see that coming, man. Not at all. I was like, kind of like, that answer kind of threw me for a little, you know, whirl. It's like it's it's good to see. Yeah, it's good yeah. to see. Yeah, you can definitely get caught. You know, like I said, prioritizing baseball, and you start swaying away from. You know, I wasn't in my word. Wasn't reading the Bible every day, and you get so caught up on other things that you start. You know. Getting out, of, getting in habits that you're not normally a part of, and you know you want to, you want to. What I always, you know, what I've heard, what I've always been told is, you know, you have influence. You know, whether you like it or not, you can influence someone in a good way. You can influence someone in a bad way. And um, yeah, I just want my influence to to be positive, and want people want to, you know, walk walk how I talk. And um, when I talk about things like that, and when I'm, you know, saying, you know, talking about my faith, posting about it, I want my life to really look like that. That's awesome, man. Respect, like respectable, right there. Oh yeah, um, and then Jake's, uh, like I said, Jake and I uh, went to high school together. Um, so a little bit more backstory on him. Um, he went to uh, Lakeland Christian um, in uh, Polk Ooh. County, Florida. <laughs> uh, we uh, we played Fort Meade, Brian's uh, Brian's high school. Um, he went to Lakeland Christian. We played together, um, and I was. I'm four years older than you, three years older than you. I think I was a freshman you were senior. Yep, yep. Yeah. And uh, made the playoffs. We uh, fell a little short my senior year, um, lost in the regional championship. But uh, Jake came through, won a state championship the year after. How does that feel? You know, like 99% of, like, seniors don't get to win their last game. Like It was, it was interesting because we won it my sophomore year. Yeah. And, like, nobody thought anything of our team and like we just ended up being so good and we, right. we really weren't that talented but it was like we were we all just came together and it was super cool the best part about it was winning and my dad was the coach so that was yeah. like a special moment that i'll never you know forget. i can i can relate to that a lot man my uh my pops was actually my high school coach too um but i really had a coach more than i had a dad man like people don't realize what it you know what goes into it right, like right. you go have a bad game you're not going home with pops that night. That's going to get you a good meal and tell you, you know, you did good, man. You're going home with a coach. Yeah, like he's going to exactly. like pick, pick everything you did wrong to make you better. Yeah. And I respect my dad for doing it. it. Made me a better ball player. Made me a better person. But um, no, that's really cool. I wish I could have experienced that. You yeah. Know? I mean, every time I, just jokingly, you know, my dad's awesome. He never would you know try to take baseball out of the field and whenever we left it would just be you know I'm his son and he loves me which is awesome but um you know he'd make jokes like if I had a bad game like bro you're sleeping in the garage yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that well a little bit uh on uh Jake's career at LCS um it was uh his senior year um and he was committed to the University of Florida go Gators go Gators and Gators. uh and he was going to uh, going into his senior year, um, and there was a game against uh, Tampa Catholic, and uh, one of the pitchers, um, the opposing pitcher was uh, Jose Pena, which he ended up getting drafted in either the fifth or sixth round of the same draft as Jake, um, and another one of Jake's teammates that I play with was um, uh, Tybo Evans, who ended up going to Florida. Um, Solid outfielder there. Yeah. 
And uh, and so those three guys were playing on the same field. So there was tons of scouts all over the place. And it's tight game. Jake comes up to bat against uh, Jose. Jose grooves my fastball, and Jake takes him absolute yard. And so somebody's videoing this, and uh, they send it into Barstool Sports. And Jake Fox's home run against Jose Pena goes viral. I, I saw mean, the video. I place. saw it on Barstool. Um, I, didn't you po- you posted it personally, yeah, right? I yeah, I saw it um, there too. Yeah, Man, I don't. What a, what I'm a not a hundred percent sure on how Barstool got it, but I was just I was getting tagged on Twitter like a million times, and I go on Twitter and like Barstool Sports posted it, and I was like, oh, sh-, like it was getting so <laughs> many views, and then someone like cropped under that like. Uh, a pic, like a video of uh, my swing and Bryce Harper's home yeah. runs like side by side, and I was like, "Dude, this is it's crazy, this man! Is crazy, yeah." But I mean, Pena was—he's a good pitcher. Like, then nobody saw the two at bats before that where he just dominated me, and like, <laughs> yeah. So first at bat, he you know he got he gets me 0-2, and I ended up you know rolling getting jammed on a fastball, rolling it back to him, and then second at bat, he throws me like three straight changeups, strikes me out, and then third at bat. Just first pitch fastball, and I was Sat on literally it. just looking for that the whole game. And then after I hit it, I just blacked out. I don't remember anything, and I don't remember anything until I looked at the video after the game, and I was like, "Dang, I pimped that like, <laughs> <laughs> too hard." Yeah. So uh, talking about the swing, I mean the video. I mean Jake literally demolish this ball and he pimps the living crap out of it like he complete bat flips start jogging right out of the box i mean it's super cool video if y'all had the chance to see it go look it up um but how dude how'd that feel like all the clout coming your way because that boosted your draft stock like crazy i mean yeah there was there was a ton of scouts there um probably around 40 or 50 just because of uh, me and then tybo was also another another guy that was uh you know thinking about signing going into the draft and then obviously Jose Pena and uh the the scouts knew that you know Pena was probably one of the best arms we were going to see all year and you know that's what they want to see is yeah. us hit against good arms and they wanted they wanted to see Pena throw against good hitters and my uh my team senior year was pretty good so there was I mean there's tons of scouts there it was it was really cool yeah, along the lines with uh, talking more about players on your senior year, um, there was a guy that went to uh, Oklahoma, two guys that were committed to Florida, um, Virginia Tech. Um, there's another big name. Auburn. Yeah, Auburn. Sawyer, Tony, yeah. Yeah, and then there was a bunch of, like, really good D2s and mm-hmm. JUCOs, too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. the the team was absolutely yeah. loaded. So Yeah, I remember I remember hearing a lot about, you know, your senior year, that, yeah. that LCS team. My dad's still the head coach down at Fort Meade. Okay. So I get this. I get the Polk County baseball scoop, yeah. even if I don't want to. Sometimes yeah. he'll call me after a bad game and be like, "Man, LCS just drummed us twelve nothing. They got they got thirteen D one commits on their team. How in the hell is Fort Meade yeah. supposed to compete with that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just gonna be like, hell, man, I don't know. Go be a dog. <laughs> I feel like you know, whenever you have that good of a team, you never win at all. Like, oh you, yeah, you never do. Like we, I remember we played Berkeley Prep, and they just demolished us and we we're like there's no way it's gonna end like this like we were we were nationally ranked like top 20 in the nation like of a high school team and we we're like dude yeah. we're never gonna be this good ever again like it's kind of like the you know the 18 and 0 patriots getting to the super bowl losing on the uh the helmet catch yeah. or uh that's another good one the kentucky basketball team that was right. like 34 and 0 getting to the final four and then lost to like a seventh seed Wisconsin, like yep, it was yep. insane. It happens. It's weird, but yeah. it happens. It's kind of like a like a 
jinx almost yeah. for oh, the yeah. sports gods. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of times in professional sports, whenever uh, or at least in basketball, whenever they load these super teams up, a lot of times it's a lot of these egos that are like smashing together. I know that wasn't the case right. initially for LCS because them boys were super, super tight. Um, but, I mean, you see in professional sports all the time, whenever you put, you know, five or six superstars on, superstars is on a, uh, a team, that just doesn't necessarily work out. You know, I always wait for like, you know, the documentaries to come out of these teams. You know, there's going to mm-hmm. be one about yep. LeBron and Kyrie and Cleveland. There's going oh, yeah. to be one. Like, there's going to be one about, you know, LeBron and... Miami Heat. Yeah, yeah like, the big too. three. Yeah. Like, it's going to happen. I can't... I love... I can't wait to see, like, the juicy details that come from stories like that. That mm-hmm. new one um, of Team USA in 08 just came out. Uh, really? Let's... It's called the Dream, Dream Team, Team yeah. 2.0 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Kobe, LeBron, Dwayne Wade. Like it looks, it looks. It's really good. I gotta watch it. I have to check it that yet. out. Yeah, man. I gotta I check, check it out too. Out. Um, yeah, Jake was a big uh, basketball guy in high school too. Yeah, yeah, I was. I actually, uh, that's what I wanted to do. I after I went to Cooperstown when I was twelve, like I did the whole travel ball thing. Went to Cooperstown, whatever, and I quit for a couple years. I was like, I want to play, I want to play basketball. Like I was like, I always told myself, I was like, I want to go be like. The next good white dude at Duke, because Duke always had the white yeah, kids, yeah, like yeah. Grayson Allen, like JJ Redick. I'm like, bro, I'm gonna go play. I'm gonna go play at Duke, and I'm like, not even like. And so it took me to go to like this like real like legit like Adidas like sponsored team like Adidas Gauntlet like travel circuit tryout to realize I'm like, there's no chance. Yeah. <laughs> I don't belong yeah. here. Yeah. I don't belong yeah. here. Yeah, I don't belong here. It was sick though. I was glad I went because then I could be like. Yeah, this is not going to work out. Like, I'm not that good. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, there's the stigma nowadays surrounding baseball. Hey, if you want to be good at baseball, you need to play baseball year-round. You don't need to worry about other sports. Like, that's not the case, dude. You look at all these big-time athletes, man. Like, Clayton Kershaw, he was a, what, a center? Played center in high school or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Matthew Stafford played. He pitched. Uh, he's the quarterback. Yeah, it's, yeah. You always see the crossover. Um I, I 100% support it. The you biggest, too. The biggest one in all of sports history, Bo Jackson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even Aaron Judd. Yeah. Aaron Judd played, he played D1 college football, yeah. and now he's playing for the Yankees. And that new dude, uh, the catcher from the Orioles. Um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? He's from Oregon State. He played. Oh, Adley Rutschman. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played D one football and D one baseball. Yeah. So it's all. It, you can do it, man. Yeah. Um, the a big thing that the scouts honestly loved was that I played both. Like they love mm-hmm. multi sport guys. They love athletes. Like a lot of teams will draft athletes. Like I feel they like love athletes. I feel like playing different sports like that builds different right. parts of athleticism. You know, exactly. baseball is like the yeah. hand eye coordination, reaction time. Football is more your physical like strength. I don't know. Basketball be your mode, like I guess agility and yeah. I think basketball helped a lot with my feet and playing shortstop. And you know, now that I I'm with the Guardians, I started playing center field and playing middle of the diamond. And I love really? playing. Yeah, they uh, they moved me out to center field a little bit this year. I kind of split back and forth, and but it was awesome. I loved it. It's you know, it's a good opportunity for the future to be able to play multiple positions and. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I know. Uh, personally, for me, when I would come off of the uh, the football field, because I played football and baseball in high school, when I come off the football field, it was like 
the uh, the amount of in shape in shapeness. I was so much more in shape at coming out of football um, than like kind of trying to swing into football. Yeah. Um, going into baseball season, it was like, dude, I was ready to I'm go. Already right. the, I'm yeah. already in my peak condition. Yeah. Thanks, football. Yeah. Lifting twice a twice a day and everything coming into baseball season, I was ready to rock. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like, if I have a son one day, I'm gonna I'm not gonna limit him to one sport. I mean, obviously, I'd love him to play right. baseball, but he wants to go play football or something else. Go for it, man. Yeah. I'm not gonna stop you. At all. You know, Jake, you had a lot of offers coming out of high school, like, mm-hmm. and you had the draft. How did you decide, like, where? Yeah. What so, was your. Um, I did. Ha- I had a lot of, you know, good schools that um, wanted me to play for them. And um, I ended up choosing Florida. Um, had a lot to do with, you know, that my freshman class that would have been going there. I was, I think we were the number one recruiting class my year. And I was super close with a lot of those guys who played travel ball with them. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to sign. It just, you know, just kind of depended on, you know, when I got, when I went and, um, what I got paid. And, uh, but you know, you're watching the, I was watching the draft first round cause that's super important. Um, just, you know, watching those teams that are interested in you, who they pick before you and, you know, trying to see how much they pay those guys. Cause they can't spend over a certain amount of the draft. They get penalized for the next year. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm watching that, communicating with my agent and stuff. And, uh, yeah, but that was kind of the whole process. Um, just watching, waiting, waiting, and just communicating a lot and just a lot of sitting around waiting. Whenever you were trying to decide um, what was kind of your, you know, if I don't get this, I'm going to UF. Like, you know, was there a line or was there like a certain round number that if I fell later, I'm going here? What was your kind of deciding factor? Yeah, I got some good advice, um, which was like, if you want to sign, don't not sign because of $100,000 or $50,000. Like, it's not that much of a difference in the long run. Like, if you if you want a million dollars and you get offered $900, do not go to school because of that little of a difference, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And I did want to sign, and uh, Cleveland offered me 850, which was 200 something above the slot value. Which the round, uh, round doesn't it does matter, but not crazy. Like you see teams overpay crazy in later rounds, um, depending on whatever. Like somebody could fail a physical, and then they end up giving a kid yeah. a lot of money, uh, things like that. But yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't not going to sign because of you know what they offered me. I wanted to sign, and it was a good bonus. It was uh you know, a lot of money for kid, 19 year old kid. And yeah. Um, yeah I feel know. like, I feel like if you do decide to sign and play professional baseball at some point, you're going to get paid. Like even if you do sign, you know, a free agent deal, if you're playing good enough and you're moving up the ranks of, you know, minor league baseball and you get the call in the big leagues, like you're good enough. You're going to get paid. Like I just, I just feel like that's going to happen. You're essentially going to happen. So money shouldn't be, I mean, I guess it is a thing for some guys coming out, but I just don't know. I mean, I feel like it's yes and no to what you're saying yeah. because um, guys that get drafted, you know, out of high school in the 10 through kind of 15 round phase, um, you, you get that kind of slot where it's like, okay, I could go to a D1 school, for instance, Florida, Vandy, Auburn, you know, uh, Arkansas, wherever, big D1 school, and you could go there for three years or the JUCO route, and your draft stock could become a lot better. Yeah. But you're also risking injuries. You see that a lot where guys were like, you know, no, I want that 
you know, 800 plus signing bonus and they get the 600, like, nope, I'm going to play D1 baseball. And then they blow up their shoulder or elbow or whatever, and they don't get anything. Um, And so that's what I kind of admire about Jake. And I've always thought, obviously I was never put in that situation, but I always thought like, if I get drafted out of high school and it's, you know, anything over 500, I'm going like a hundred percent. Yeah. It's um, the money wasn't necessarily like a complete focus, but um you know, when a team pays you a good bonus, they're invested in you, and that's mm-hmm. also it's a good feeling. That's what's important as yeah. well. You like, you know that, you know they wanted you, and you you know that they're important to them. But um, you know that wasn't like the main drive of why I wanted to sign. Um, you know, my dad, he's he's family's blessed, and you know, uh, well off, and you know, because my dad's worked so hard, so that wasn't the drive. My dad never says to make decisions based on money, but, um, yeah, that's, I mean, it's what I wanted to do at the end of the day and got the opportunity. So, well, also with that, um, you've taken advantage of your opportunity, pal. Um, you hundred percent, like you've moved up the rent. Like I've, I've kept tabs on you cause I, keep, I always keep tabs on my Polk County athletes, you know, right. guys that get drafted that go play big football or, you know, baseball. I always keep my tabs and I looked at you, and you've gotten up to high A, short season, right? Or uh, double A? I'm in, uh, so I played rookie ball. Like, yeah. right when I got drafted, I played, like, 15 games. And then last year, I spent the year in low A. So next year, um, I should start in high A and hopefully play well enough to end the year in double A. Nice. Yeah. that's Dude, you're moving up quick, man. Yeah. That's, that. I mean, you have goals and aspirations. Mm-hmm. Also, go back what I'm saying. Sorry, I yeah, it's fine. I was blank. trying to, I was trying to help you out. I there. was like, I had a complete blank. Um, but what you were saying, whenever you know a team offers you that amount of money, too, they, it, they want to return on their investment too. So right. you know, they're looking at Jake like we offer Jake eight hundred thousand. Like we expect to see results. So they're always keeping an eye on you too, mm-hmm. going through the uh, rookie ball and single A, double A, whatever. They right. want to get you through the system. Um, how does that kind of play into the pressure of you going up to bat every single time you know now that's a business is it's not necessarily high school baseball like oh you know we, we got a game tonight right. you know this is business this is your right. job how does that yeah play um it's, it's it is a business and uh you know they, they do a great job at the the development and i get asked all the time you know how's the transition from high school ball to pro ball and i always say that i think that our organization specifically does such a great job with player development that the training is so, you know, high level that they make that transition easier with the training that we have. And, you know, because you see 95, 98 every night now, it's it's unreal. But I've gotten used to that, and it's crazy. Like in high school, I've, I would have literally just been blown up by that. But, I mean, I've gotten so used to it. We have such good training techniques and all these, like, machines and everything, and our coaching staff and everybody on our staff just awesome. And they're, they're always, always wanting you to be successful. That's another thing. They're not going to – they're not going to move you too quick because they want you to be successful and they don't, they want you to be confident in yourself. So, you know, if you're having a bad year, they're not just going to move you up because you know, you're, you got paid. Sometimes that's the case, but other times, you know, like I feel with our, they want me to be successful. So mm-hmm. they want me to be confident they want me to be comfortable and they want me to be successful. Yeah. I feel like they're also kind of, you know, investing time and, in, you know, letting you grow. What you're only what? 19, yeah, 20. 19. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're 19 years old and you're still a kid. Like you haven't, right. you're not, you haven't reached your full maturity health wise yet, mentally wise. Like you still have some growth to do, and they definitely see potential there. Um, I dude, I see it every time I see a video of you hitting. I'm like, this guy's got a big league swing, bro. Like I'm yeah. seeing, it's a, a super smooth, pretty left handed. Yeah, I'm just seeing smooth bat path. He's got quick hands. Like he checks off every box. Um, but no, it's glad, man. How was you know? I didn't get a chance to check out 
the numbers, and I hate to be a numbers guy. Like, how was how was this past year for you? How how'd you how'd you solid finish up? Year. Yeah, yeah it was a solid year. Um, you know, obviously, what's cool about our organization is they're not too number focused because of you know it's crazy with all the data yeah. analytics that you know these organizations have now. They can determine they don't necessarily determine a year based on your batting average yeah. or any some stat like that. So. Um, that was kind of something, you know, cause I'm always used to hit just raking in high school hitting like 400, 500 <laughs> and I get to pro ball and I'm like hitting like 280, like three, like 280, 260, 250. And I'm like feeling like, like I'm having a bad year. And I, it took me a while to overcome like, no dude, you're having a great year. Like you're 19 years old in, in this league. Like the average age is like 22, 23 year olds. Like, yeah. You're hitting two, 250, 260 with, like, a 750, 800 OPS. Like, dude, you're you're having a great year. Like, yeah. you're not supposed to be in this league right now. You're supposed to be in rookie ball, but you're here. And yeah, you, you, you're you in the you're in a weird time in the MLB um, because, like you said, everything is moving towards, like, different data, different statistical data. You know, they can keep track of literally everything now. Right. Yeah. And they've seen, you know, Jake Fox, you know, one for 10 has lost at bats. You know, 20 years ago, it's like an average of 100. Oh, we'll write him off. Yeah. Well, this year, or like nowadays, it's like, well, Jake Fox was one for 10. But nine of those 10 outs, or nine of those outs were 100-plus mile-per-hour line drive, you know, right. line outs. Yeah. And they have the numbers to track that. And that goes into seeing the development of guys. Right. It's not all about numbers. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah, it's it's cool, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, you, you try not to make excuses for yourself, but because um, me and my head and coach talk about this all the time, it's like we don't believe in luck. It's either, you know, like an angle issue, you know, the angle of the ball leaving the bat or a speed issue, how fast you're moving the bat of why, you know, you might say you're getting unlucky, but it's like, no, nah, you just need to play at better angles or hit the ball harder, you know, get stronger and, and mm-hmm. you know, work on that. It's it's not luck. It's, you know, it's you work at that stuff. Yeah. So you were talking about um, the facilities that y'all like have. What what's you want to go into that a little bit more? Whether it's you know a track van or right, you know yeah. yeah iPads or whatever. So um, we actually have this uh, machine called a it's called a spin ball machine. We call it the i pitch. It's literally any pitcher you can put their um, their movement exact movement on every pitch that they have in their arsenal, and you can hit it off a machine, and it's literally exact like. Bro, the data I've learned from high school to now is insane. Like, I could talk about that forever, but it's, like, exact horizontal movement, exact vertical movement, either on a fastball, breaking ball, a changeup. And it's, it's, like, Jose Barrios from the Blue yeah. Jays. We hit off him all the time just for fun. Like, is 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 it is it the machine that – I don't know if you guys seen it off of TikTok uh, – that King Juco guy, is yeah, he, that's is the same that one. same yep. machine? Yeah, oh, dude, that yeah. thing's cool, yeah, man! Green, like, yeah, the, the green and black one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exact. It's it's that. It's awesome. We we have one at. Uh, I think we'll have one at every affiliate next year. But this year we had one in Loe, and we used it all the time, and it was awesome to. It's exact below exact movement, and then that's we crazy. have the track man to literally track it and make sure that it's correct. And yeah, it's it's super cool because I mean we get our reports on the starting pitcher that night and the relievers. You know, I always ask for the advance report, um, but we get our report at, you know, 12, 1 o'clock, and the game's at 6, 7, so we can kind of look at that and, you know, get our plans ready, prepare, and we kind of just go uh, off the machine, and we're able to hit whatever that guy's got for the night, and then you get in the box, and it's like... You've seen it. You've seen it. You're doing it harder. That's so insane, man. Like, that's literally insane. Like, if you're going up against, I don't know, David Price from... Wherever he's playing at now, <laughs> you know I'm gonna get ten at bats off David Price at two o'clock today in the cage before yeah, I go out there. Exactly. Yeah. That's essentially what it is now. Yeah, that's freaking badass. Yeah, it's always you know try to 
make the the practice and training environment harder than the game. Yeah, that's what we always try to do, and it's crazy because like me and Smothers in high school, we just like hit flips and hit BP. <laughs> it's like, all right, go ahead, yeah. go go have four at bats tonight. Like I don't even know what this guy's throwing. I don't know how hard he throws. I don't know what pitches he throws, but I guess you'll find out. <laughs> and what's crazy is because we would get in the cages, and if we were hitting the top net. Um, like even if it was flips or somebody was throwing, like if you had top met a, top net a certain amount of times, like we'd have to get out. And yeah. so, and nowadays, like if you're looking at the launch angle stuff, you're wanting to hit, you know, the top, top net. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you want to, you want to yeah. drive the ball out of the park. Yeah. yeah. So like beginning of the year, like my, uh, average launch angle was, you know, like negative two or something. Like I was hitting a lot of ground balls. Yeah. So, um, they told me like the organization wanted me to want it when my when I missed they wanted it to be in the air and not on the ground. So mm-hmm. I you know I was working on that a lot. Um, and yeah, it's just crazy like with all the, this data stuff they can see that and we got this thing called a K vest and it's like uh, it's like all these things. It's one hook to your hand, one hook to your arm, um, one hook to your pelvis, and it's literally like a three D. Like you can literally see it, like your body how you're moving during your swing. Yeah, and like really, it's crazy. Like all the data, like our our one of our uh, hitting guys, um, his name's Nate, dude. He's like the smartest dude ever. He just all he comes in with this K vest, this data, and we just sit and go over, and it's it's crazy. Like you go over data with that guy forever. It's unreal how much we have. Man, that's nuts, dude. Some guys, nuts. yeah. Some guys like you know thinking about yeah. that much, and some guys are like, I don't want to think about that data. Like, you like just, an old school yeah, approach, yeah, like, like you know, I'm just gonna go play the game. Yeah, like some guys want to know a ton about the the starting pitcher that night, and some guys are like, Nah, I just want to know a little bit, and that's all I need because you know some guys will think too much. I like to know a lot because you know I I think that stuff's interesting, and yeah, I think you know if I see a guy with a certain profile and then I go face it. I'm like, okay, I know what that profile looks like now, mm-hmm. and it's it's so much easier to make adjustments too. Like right. the major or the uh, big leagues is such a big thing about making your adjust, adjustments. And you know, if you feel something in your swing, you gotta you know change it on a. You're playing every single day, and so being able to have that technology to be able to break it down and for visual people to look at it and be like, well, oh, I'm dipping my back shoulder, or you know, I'm getting on my front foot, or I'm rolling over too much. That's super cool, and I feel like if they people in college or high school had that opportunity, they might be able to get to the next level. But yeah, I guess I totally that's what agree. the next level provides. But that's, yeah, that's what the next level <laughs> yeah. is, man. Like right. you need that to survive at that level, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm glad we got finally got into the pro ball thing. You know, I've been excited to talk about it. You know how. How's life on the road, man, for a minor leaguer? I I know a lot of guys if I've been buddies with, they're like, dude, it's it sucks. Like, yeah, it I sucks. think um, I think it, you know it all depends on like I guess who your teammates are. Like, I was around an awesome group of dudes this year in Low A, and um, all of them were awesome. A lot of Latin kids, which is awesome to be around. It's you know it's different. It's trying to trying yeah it to, trying is to learn to speak spanish and you it's so fast i can't understand anything but a, a couple of them would speak english and spanish so we would just translate back and forth but uh yeah life on the road man you're in the hotel um a lot of guys like the life on the road honestly because of you know you didn't have to get to the field until two which you know when you're at home you're there at 12 or one and because you know the home team has to hit first um take bp on the field first and then you got like two hours of downtime just in the locker room doing nothing before the game but mm-hmm. on the road you get there and you don't have any downtime. It's like you're in the cage, you're doing early work defense, and then you're hitting BP, and then you're you're getting some food, and then you're getting ready for the game. But, um, you know, after the game, we just try to find anything to do. Like, a lot of us play video games, PS5, play some card games, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's different depending on, you know, where you're at on the road. Um, some places are 
not as nice as others and some places are cool to be at um but yeah like i was uh, telling you before the podcast like we don't we don't have cars like so we're just spending tons of money on DoorDash. It's <laughs> like you're not a field though too so you kind of got to eat breakfast and lunch unless you're just sleeping in which a lot of us just sleep in because you're so exhausted from the game before but um the pitch clock was so clutch this year like there was a yeah. pitch clock so I mean, we played some games in like two hours. It was unreal. Like you, That's you crazy. it's just it's it's it was amazing. Like you're just you. It's you go 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 yeah, go. It's go. It's like you better be ready. And if you're not, it's a strike. Like you got to be. It's the clock's at 15 seconds between pitches. And if you're not in the box by nine, it's a strike. And then, like yeah, it's crazy. And if the pitcher doesn't throw the ball by zero, it's a ball. So it's it made huh. it sped the game up a ton. And some guys didn't like it, but I loved it. I didn't know the nine-second rule was a thing. You know, in college baseball, we played the NAIA. The rule was my senior year, you know, some older umpires didn't really care. It's baseball. They let it slide. But they would always tell you, one foot in the box, one out. Don't leave the box. Yeah. One foot in, one foot out. I didn't know that nine-second rule is pretty cool. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you don't really have much time to leave the box. You yeah. get, You can call time once during an A-B. So, like, if you get something in your eye, or if you call time once to just, like, kind of just ch- catch yourself for a second and take a breather, and then you try to call time again because you got something in your eye. You're, you kinda, you're screwed. Yeah, you're yeah. Screwed. <laughs> it's like, sorry. Go ahead and take the K. Yeah. <laughs> That's good that Major League Baseball's addressed that issue because that was a lot of you know, a lot of fans were saying, like, man, I don't want to go watch a four-hour baseball. Oh, yeah, I don't yeah. even want to do that. Like, <laughs> I don't even like watching it like that. Like, four hours, that's re- – I think it's cool that they're not implementing it in the playoffs, though, because the playoff yeah. environment's different, mm-hmm. and – that's you know the playoffs is the playoffs like that's that's legit. It's basking the glory of it, man. Exactly. I love playoff then, baseball. You know we started the you can't I can't be in the grass in the infield this year. Um, just trying to, yeah. And you can't. Um, so second base goes out and say I'm playing second. I can't cross second base on the shortstop side trying to take the away shift shifts. rules. Yeah. yeah, they they were we were kind of like the test bunnies for these rules like. They would do different things, and, like, the bases are larger this year. They're huge. They're literally like a pizza box. It's crazy. Like, they're trying to, Mm -hmm. I guess, take away, you know, injury collisions of, you know, Mm -hmm. feet and things like that, but... Have y'all got the the appeal for the uh, umpire yet? No, but... uh, my buddy who played in the Florida State League, it's it's a low-A league in Florida, Um, they had that where... Like, say he takes a pitch, the umpire calls it a strike, he thinks it's a ball, he can just be like, no, challenge. I did see that, I did see that, yeah, yeah. They just, like, challenge it on the track, man, they're like, oh, yeah, it was a ball, you can keep the challenge. It's crazy, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a, because I think SportsCenter posted it, um, but there was a guy um, that was in AAA, because it's in AAA, and he challenged it, and it was, like, the first ever successful, like, challenge. Yeah, it's crazy, it's like... I don't necessarily like that though, because I think you 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 take away that aspect of the game. Like, yeah. the umpire is going to be good, bad sometimes. He's going to be good, but like that's kind of part, part of the game. Of the game. Yeah, like, dude. The human like that's air, the human element of it. Like you got to deal with that sometimes. Been and, here since the beginning of the game. Yeah. You think towards the end of your career there'll be robots back there? I hope or not, track dude, I don't know. I I don't know. I hope not because we when we uh, when we're in uh, Arizona in our complex, like taking live at bats and stuff. We'll use the track man zone, and it's just like it's crazy. Like it's, it's don't feel like the strike zone. No, I mean doesn't. my thing is like if they do that and they take away, uh, you know, a cat or an umpire back there, it totally, it, it the fact of receiving. Yeah. I was a catcher, bro. Yeah. I like. I look at catching like an art, bro. The art of receiving, bring, getting balls that you know are balls called strikes. That yeah. totally goes out the window. Yeah, like you just look where it crosses the yes, zone. Yes, it's like 
nobody's oh. going to be a catcher anymore. It's going to be just stick somebody back there who can hit yeah. and keep the ball in front of them. Like that, we yeah. don't care about receiving. The strike's going to be a strike or a ball. Like that's yeah. why I'm totally against it. Yeah, I mean it's which technically, I mean where it crosses, it it, it could be a strike, but I mean. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I feel like it might end up leading to that. I, I hope, hope not. not, but yeah, who knows? We'll see. It might be just a uh, an umpire back there with an earpiece, and yeah. somebody's being like strike. I've ball. seen that in yeah. the minor leagues. Yeah, they started doing that too. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. I, j- I just I just like the art of receiving, man. If a catcher can get his pitcher, you know, two balls off the plate for a strike. Strike three call out, like, you're doing your job. You're yeah. getting paid to do that. Like, yeah. And if you have an automated strike zone, the guy's like, yeah, that's a ball. It's two balls off. The guy in my ear just told me. You guys it's nice receiving, the, though. You made it look cool. Yeah. You see that umpire that called the perfect game? Like, he literally called a perfect game in the World Series, I think it was, or huh. playoff game. Oh, I didn't see this. Every, every strike and every ball was perfect. I saw John Boy Media posted a They can't complain? Yeah. yeah. They can't complain about that then. I mean, uh, yeah, I think it was like – some crazy stat. It was like, insane. I don't, I don't know if he was the only guy to do that in the World Series, but he might have been. I feel like I did hear something about yeah, that. Yeah, it was crazy. But, um, Jake, so I know it's a huge jump from going from this, you know, high school star kid um, to playing um, in the professional leagues, um, especially because you said you're in Arizona, right? Right, yeah. So how how was that transition? You know, you're coming from a big fish uh, in a small pond at uh, in Lakeland, Polk County, Florida, then going all the way out to Arizona to go play professional baseball. How does right. that work? Yeah, so I was um, I was at Florida. Um, Sully made us, the freshmen, come up for the summer B term to, you know, take classes, get ahead of the spring. So when you get into the real spring season, it's, it's not as bad. So you're kind of knocking out some credits in the summer. So mm-hmm. I was there for like two or three weeks, and I drove home for the draft weekend, um, got picked, and then I literally drove to Gainesville, packed my dorms, had by, left, and then I didn't realize the timeline on you know when I was going to report. And then I they mm-hmm. called me and were like, "Yo, you're gonna you're gonna come out here in a week," and I was like, "Oh, that's fast." And yeah. I was like, I just turned 19, so I'm like, all right, well, I packed my stuff, yeah. flew to Arizona, and I didn't know anybody, and and I was following our draft, you know, our draft uh, tracker, and it was like, uh, me and this other kid named Tommy were the only two high school kids we drafted um, in my class, so it was all college kids out there. I roomed with two college kids, um, pitcher that went to Georgia, and then a, a outfielder that went to Long Beach State, um, but they were both, I think Brian, uh, the pitcher was 23, and then the other kid was 22, so... It was different, but I liked being around older kids. Like, it was just, you know, I liked the maturity level aspect of it. Um, but yeah. I mean, I got super close with them and got super close with my whole draft class. But, yeah, that was definitely a big jump. It took me a while to get used to, like, just living on my own. Like, I didn't see my fam for a while. I didn't see anybody for a while. It was just – it happened super fast, which was kind of just hit me, hit me mm-hmm. quick. Um, but I think that the, uh, the, the Guardians do a great job at, you know, no matter – where you're drafted, what pick, what round, they treat you the same. They treat everybody the same, and, you know, they treat people like people, and, you know, that's how it should be. That's good, man. Yeah. You know, you're shining a lot of light on how well, you know, the Guardians, you know, facility and their staff is. That's good to see. You know, a lot of these guys have even wilder stories than you. They're coming from, like, the islands yeah, with nothing, essentially nothing to this place. Like, that's t- that's a tough transition, man. I couldn't imagine. Yeah, so, um, you know, you mentioned having a 22, 23-year-old um, getting drafted above you and you being, you know, the young guy on the team. Um, I bet, you know, learning from those guys, being able to get the experience from them because they did just see, you know, four years of college, top competition. Um, did they help you with your approach at all? 
Yeah, I think it was, you know, kind of cool to, and it continued over to the season. Like, you know, I roomed with a lot of pitchers, so, like, they would ask me my approach when they're thinking about attacking a hitter, and I'm talking to them about what they're thinking about when they're, you know, um, just how they're attacking mountain players. So, yeah, we kind of went back and forth all year, and it was good to kind of pick their brains. And, you know, they played in college. They played at a higher level than me. And, um, yeah, it was it was super cool to, you know, be able to talk to them and kind of learn from them and, you know, especially, you know, the ones that played at, you know, big D1s. And even if they didn't play at a big D1, you know, they got drafted. So they're obviously they're a good. really good player. Yeah, right. Yeah, 100%. You know, that's a that's a good tool to have as a baseball player, to be able to be coachable from other guys. You're only going to learn, especially being 19, you said one of your guys went to Georgia. Pretty sure that the guy from Georgia learned a lot in the SEC over his, what, four-year, five-year span being 23, right. getting drafted. Yeah, so, yeah. like... That's always it's always good to see and hear like young ball players take advice. Any baseball players out there watching, take advice. Be yeah. coachable. That's only going to help you, man. Right. And that'll help you get to the next level. But I do have a question. This is kind of a fun question. Um, Jake, I noticed on uh, your Instagram you've got the uh, the blue check mark now. Right. How how did that feel, man? You're like I've I've got the blue check mark. Like, is it like okay, you know, like I'm kind of official now, or how that whole like scenario of like okay i'm a professional baseball player now i've got a blue check mark like somebody looks my name up on um the internet they're finding you know cleveland guardians right. middle infielder yeah so like i mean obviously i've followed baseball players on instagram when i was in high school middle school and i'm seeing them with the check mark and i'm like well that's so cool and then you know i get it one day like my agency you know they they get all their social media contacting and all that stuff and i end up getting it because i got drafted and you know, at first you're like, dang, bro, that's that's awesome. And then it's just kind of like, it's just it's a, just a blue check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, really still, we're still waiting on ours. I'm sure yeah, if we like, ever get ours one day, we'll be excited. But then like, we'll go, well, yeah, bro, like a couple weeks mark. later, you'll be like, I mean, there's, I don't really think there's any like perks with it. It's just, it's yeah. just a blue check. Mark. I know that's like, one of like his personal goals. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, that, that was yeah. mine. I was like, dude, that's sick. Well, like when I get a blue check mark, like my IG is verified. And then like. I think like a couple of weeks, maybe a month after that, I'm like, oh, that excitement didn't last That's long. long. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's whatever, you know? Uh, awesome. Well, I think that's a great time to uh, kind of get into the uh, the snap questions. Um, so I was kind of explaining to Jake before um, what our snap questions are, and it's really just to get to know you as a person. Um, we kind of got a little taste of that. You talking about your faith. Um, but we ask this question every single week. We ask uh, each one of our guests, if you could have three people that are alive, through out and you know all over the world um out to dinner who would they be and um and kind of like why would you have those three people out to dinner yeah so um i think one obviously for me would be jesus i think that would be just that would be my top one that would be so cool just you know talk to that dude about life and like just anything like mm-hmm. a, that that dude is he knows everything you know he knows everything about you um and then the next one would be Tiger Woods. I love golf. Um, <laughs> he's not necessarily the greatest dude. Uh, just from I watched his documentary and I like I had nothing. I knew nothing about that until I watched the documentary. And I was going to like, say I'm sure him and Jesus are going to have some fun talking about <laughs> that dinner Bro, that exactly. night. Exactly, <laughs> Jesus and Tiger there. And then uh, my last one was uh, Jazz Chisholm Jr. He plays for the Marlins. Yeah, yeah. Just, bro, I love watching that dude. He's Stop. electric. The ice yeah. cream glove. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah, he's he's awesome to watch and like. 
I, I just like watching him. He's so like he's small. He's a small dude, and he just has so much power. And he's swaggy, so man. fat. Yeah, he's swaggy. Yeah. Too. Um, but yeah, Tiger would be sick. I love golf. That's like something I love to do whenever I'm not playing baseball. Speaking of the uh, the ice cream glove, do you have um? Are you signed with any endorsements yet in terms of like gear or anything? Um, so I kind of like to use you know multiple brands. So um. Right now, no, because I I'm kind of like I like to wear Nike some days. Some days I like to wear Adidas cleat. Um, I'm always using Rawlings gloves, and then bat companies. I'm swinging different bats. You know, I'm right. trying different stuff out, trying to find what I like. Maybe switching up the weight, the length towards the end of the year when I'm getting tired. Um, but cleats, yeah, I like all kinds of cleats. You know, I tried probably I've used probably two or three different Nike models, a bunch of different colorways, and then I would wear the Adidas too. Adidas were super light. I love the Adidas. Um, yeah, you got to love those yeah. Adidas Zeros. Yeah, I love them. That's what I wore in high school. Um, but, yeah, it was, it's awesome being able to kind of just, you know, whatever I need now is I just, you know, text the equipment person in my agency, and it's there in a couple of days. And, oh, must you be know, nice. it's whatever you need. Yeah, it's they take super good care of um, of, uh, of us and their players that they represent. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, in high school, I just remember having, like, one pair of cleats for the whole year mm-hmm. or, like, having one bat or, like, one glove. And now it's, like – I have like three or four gloves and then like yeah. 20 pairs of batting gloves and then like yeah. 15 bats and then like 10 pairs of cleats and turfs and like whatever you need is it's right there because you play a hundred and what however many games I think I played 110 this year mm-hmm. um so you know you're always needing new stuff and when the agency can kind of handle that side of it for you and let you focus on playing it helps a lot I'm sure yeah I'm sure yeah that's pretty cool that's a pretty unique three right there oh yeah we uh you know, uh, a lot of our guests have their fair share of comedians. They have their fair share of, you know, like, people that just mean a lot to them, like family mm-hmm. members. Um, but, no, that's unique three. I'll definitely say that. Um, our next snap question for you, Jake. Uh, if you could go, you know, any you know, like any place in the world to live, like, what's your, what's your dream city to live in? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I haven't really thought about it much. I've lived in Lincoln my whole life, and... I mean, I didn't really know anything other than Lakeland. Obviously, I'd visited other places and, you know, whatever. It was cool. But when I got to Arizona, like, I actually loved it out there. Like, Scottsdale is really nice. You know, there's tons of places out there that are super cool. Sedona, the Grand Canyon's out there. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, Scottsdale would be a cool place. It's, it's close to the complex. It's awesome place to live. The city life's cool. Um, and then... I think another one I would love to live on the beach somewhere, like Seaside, maybe something like that. Um, that's something that that I was thinking about as well. I feel like California, like San Diego or something, would be yeah, super cool. San, yeah, yeah, San Diego is awesome. I actually went out there um, right before the draft. The Padres flew me out there like Saturday, and the draft was Sunday or Monday. Like, oh, that's cool. The same like the day before for like a little pre-draft workout. So it was awesome. They flew mm-hmm. me out there. Me and my dad went. Worked out at Petco Park and like took BP. It was, yeah, that's yeah, it sick. Was crazy. Dude. It was awesome. You know, it was super cool. I, I don't know. I feel like if I was gonna pick a beach, I think I'd go like you know Hawaii or like yeah. something yeah. like really you know unique. I don't know. Well, hopefully his uh, yeah. future career yeah. will uh, help him pick yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he uh, he can pick from five wherever or six you, different wherever teams. Wherever you need, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Hit free agency and uh, get a big old contract. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So. Uh, what are what are some of your uh, hobbies outside of baseball, man? Whenever you got downtime, you know you're on the road or whatever. Like, what what do you do? Yeah, I mean, on the road we're playing a lot of video games, like I said, and then 
just hanging out, whether it's watching basketball, watching football, watching hockey, literally anything to kind of just get your mind off baseball. Like, when you leave the field, like, none of us want to talk about baseball, like, because we're playing it all the time. And right. That's our whole day. We're kind of just trying to find something different and trying to get our minds off of that. And then when I'm home, uh, I play golf. Um, so right when I got home, I started playing golf, like, pretty consistently. And then because I was taking a little bit of time off swinging and hitting. Um, mm -hmm. So... But I just started up hitting again, so I'm not playing any golf because it's kind of messing with my swing a little yeah. bit. So, um, yeah, focusing back up, getting ready to go to this little mini Ooh. camp. But, um, yeah, I love to play golf. Um, and then pretty much in my other free time, I'm just, you know, serving at church and just hanging out there, um, serving with the youth and things like that. That's sick, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Seems like you have your head on straight. You know how to stay out of trouble with your yeah. extracurricular yeah. activities. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have another it's kind of our last snap question we got for you tonight. What is you know? It's kind of one I came up with because when I was on the road, man, I ate like crap. You know, we'd stop at gas stations and pick up right. junk food and whatnot. So what I'm getting at is, what's your what's your what go to snack, man? When you're traveling on that that bus ride, that long eight and a hour or eight and a half hour trip somewhere, what's what's your go to munch? Man, uh. I think something that's literally been mine since high school was honey buns. Like, Dude, same, <laughs> bro, same, bro. literally same. That's what I eat for every game. Dude, like, <laughs> whenever I was having a bad day or like something, I would just come home with my mom and I have a box of honey buns <laughs> on my bed. And I'm like, with a little note on it, I'm like. This is amazing, dude. So, like, <laughs> that was something that I always had stocked, like, on the road or, like, um, just in my in my um, apartment, in the pantry, whatever. Like, I always, always had a That's honey funny, bun or, man. Like, some sort of candy. Like, we would always just raid the hotel snack bar because I mean, we don't have a car or anything. We'd be up late, like, playing FIFA or something, just trying to get, get hungry. some snacks. Bro. <laughs> yeah. Go smash some honey buns. I'm so glad that you said honey buns because, like, you know, before, like, double headers in college, I'd go... To the local Circle K, two honey buns, one for the game, one before the double header, and just chill out. Honey like, bun and yeah. a Red Bull, bro. Yep, honey bun and a bang was yeah, mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big Red Bull guy, oh, too. Oh, me too, dude. I would love to get sponsored by them one day. Oh, um, yeah. That'd be, that, dude, because they have so, so many cool sick. videos. Yeah, Look, exactly. Come on, Red Bull. I think yeah. they, I feel like they do a lot of like like motocross and like yeah. snowboarding and like that that kind of stuff. I don't know if they do any baseball They players. should definitely try to. I think they do like soccer players. Yeah. 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 Maybe would they you, could tap into that market with you. Yeah, I mean, um, that would be that would be cool. Would you want the uh, the old Jordan brand? I know uh, select Bro, people would that get. That would it. be crazy. I only see a couple guys in the bigs with the Jordan brand, which is you got like Yachty and then Derek Jeter had you it. Got Machado, you got yeah. I think Vladdy's with him now. Vladdy Guerrero. Um, They're very selective on who they yeah. take on. Dude, to. Kutch, Kutch from yeah. my hometown. Mm -hmm. He got offered, you know, the Jordan deal. And he turned it down. Turned the Jordan deal down. Yeah, he's got Griffey done. Yeah, he Griffey, two yeah. years later, yep. like he put out their first line of Griffey cleats, and that's what like he got his mom. He got the Kutch Griffey series, bro. I yeah. have like three or four pairs at the house. They're insane looking. It looks so yeah. cool, and they were black and gold too. So you know, like obviously I had to flex those on the field in high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> a, a big thing when like we're going through like the equipment process of like picking deals and stuff. It's like. Don't pick a smaller company just because, like, they're giving you a deal. Or don't pick a company in general just because they're giving you a deal. If you're not comfortable in them, like, the comfort yeah. is what matters. Yeah. So, and a lot of a lot of players are, you know, cutting back or, or um, brands are cutting back on, like, minor league player deals because uh, they just lost so much during COVID year. So, like, 
I mean, you you really it's hard to get a deal unless you're you know kind of like a first rounder who gets you know millions of dollars and right. But um, you know, I'm blessed enough to know like an Adidas rep who kind of just you know sends me whatever I need throughout the year, and then my agency, you know, if I need something else, they get that for me. You know, it's awesome. You mentioned a little bit about the agency, um, and how they're taking taking care of you. Um, if you don't mind me asking, how does the finances work with the agency? Do you give them, um, you know, a cut of your paycheck every month, or do you pay them regularly, or do they take a percentage of your signing bonus, or how yeah, did that work? so um, they take a percentage of my signing bonus. Um, mm-hmm. They don't take any of my, like, salary during the year. Um, they take a percentage of my signing bonus and a percentage of my marketing deals, like, uh, you know, like, Tops brand, you know, I have a contract with them signing cards, t-shirts, and stuff. stuff like that. Yeah, any, like, marketing, they take, they take money from that, and then they take money from your bonus, but... Oh, okay. um, yeah, that's how that works. Do you have a tops card of you? Yeah, I do. Actually. Dude, you gotta get us one. We'll put it up yeah. here somewhere yeah. in the studio, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a, um, uh, got a tops contract, and then Leaf cards, and then Panini is another brand. Oh, that's that, cool, man. Yeah, so they tops the new set of tops coming out. I just met with a tops rep to sign a bunch of them, so those will be out. I think they'll be out soon. So sweet, yeah, bro. Sweet. We're gonna have to go rip yeah. some packs. Gotcha. We're gonna have to go to the local yeah. Walmart and buy a couple. <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy. I'm like packs. It's, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I think that about wraps yeah, it man. up. Um, Jake, man, thank you. Yeah, it's, bro. Uh, it helps us out, and we loved having you on and no. be able to get your story, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun, and uh, it's an honor being on the pod. Dude, yeah. it's an honor for yeah, it's an honor for you to be on the pod, exactly, because <laughs> it's an honor for us to have you here, man. Like, we, we want to keep getting bigger and keep getting better, mm-hmm. and an MLB player, man, that's pretty big time for us. Yeah, Only huge. episode nine, man. We're on, we're on the right path. Yeah, and... Uh, cool thing we do um and i mention this every episode on social media we follow back everybody that um we have on the podcast so if you ever looking for um any of the people that we've had on social media um go to our following and it'll be every single person it'll be brian i and every person we've had on so we'll be following jake back and if y'all want to go see that blue check mark for yourself uh go look him up but absolutely yeah man thanks for coming on we appreciate it all right partner guys until next week the rule one podcast we're out also Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, and all of our social medias are at Rule One Podcast. Give us a follow. Yeah, until next week, guys. All right, now we're good.